What's up, this Shaq Barrett, outside linebacker of the Tampa Bay Bucks, and you're listening to the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. What is going on, everybody? I hope you're having a great day today. This is Alex from the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. This is the 71st episode of Season 2. Today, we're going to be talking about Week 15 best and worst plays. We have five players at each position, five players that are considered a start, players that I like a little bit overexpected, players that should probably be in your lineup, and players that are sits, guys that... You know, you should be a little more sketchy about putting them in your lineup. Doesn't mean you can't play them. Some of them you're going to have to play them, and I understand that. But it's just a general advice. Okay, maybe this player might not play as well this week, and here's why. And that is it. Most of you have probably been listening to these for a little bit now, but if it's your first time, welcome to the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. But before we get into it, two things. Number one, as of right now, this is recording this on Thursday night, there have been 125 players put on the COVID list. That's ridiculous. And thankfully, the COVID list has not affected um, this too, too much yet. This list at all, the only players, the final player I was going to talk about, which is TJ Hawkinson, um, was initially a beware play, but he had thumb surgery and is out for the season. Wasn't a COVID thing, so we have someone else in place of him. But also, like I said, 125 players put on COVID list. You guys are going to have to keep an eye on who is on the list, who's not on the list. Everything like that comes Sunday because there's definitely going to be some good waiver wire ads for people to go after. Um, but with that being said, also, last other note before we jump right into this, Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm not spoiling anything. I'm not spoiling anything. I'm not spoiling anything. Probably the greatest superhero movie I've ever seen with my own two eyes. I highly encourage you to go see it. I had to shout it out. I just watched it today, and I hope you get to see it as well. But no, for, without further ado, if you don't care about Spider-Man or COVID because we're all tired of it, I am here to talk about week 15 best and worst plays. And with that being said, let's jump right in with our QB start of the week. Best player in fantasy football, best player in real NFL football, maybe about best player in fantasy football, but it's Tom Brady, first the New Orleans Saints, fifth most points given up to quarterbacks over the last five weeks. I know Tom Brady's not a player that should be on this list, but this is an amazing matchup for him. And he's just going to be absolutely unbelievable. I think he's going to be the QB one on the week. That is why he is on this list. Number two start of the week is Justin Fields. First, the Minnesota Vikings, third most fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks over the last five weeks. Third start of the week, Kirk Cousins versus the Chicago Bears. Second most points given up to quarterbacks over the last five weeks. Kirk Cousins has a very good matchup against Minnesota. Fun fact, Kirk Cousins has more fantasy points than Lamar Jackson this year. And that leads us right into our number four start of the week, and that is Tua Tungavailoa versus the New York Jets. Jalen Waddell is supposed to be out of this game, potentially with COVID. He is vaccinated, and he could return for Sunday. But either way, Tua is a start. He'll have Devontae Parker. He'll have Mike Gusecki. Um, Tua Tungavailoa is a nice start this week versus the Jets. Six of those points given up to quarterbacks over the last five weeks. And our final start of the week at number five, Jimmy Garoppolo versus the Atlanta Falcons. Single most points given up to quarterbacks over the last five weeks. Jimmy G, a sneaky nice start the last couple of weeks. George Kittle's been balling. Debo's been balling. Ayuk's been balling. And when all those guys are balling, Jimmy G is balling. Jimmy G, a very nice play this week. With our QB sits, let off. By Carson Wentz versus the New England Patriots, number one team against quarterbacks over the last five weeks. The Patriots have been very, very tough. Number two set of the week, Cam Newton versus the Buffalo Bills, fourth best team against QBs the last five weeks. Cam Newton has been benched three times over the last two games. 
I know I was wrong. I'm going to take the L on saying Cam Newton's a top eight quarterback the rest of the season, and he's been producing anytime he's on the field. Is he producing when he's been on the field? Sure, but Cam Newton's just been bad straight up, just not very good. It looked very promising after the Dolphins game, but Cam Newton was an L for me, and he is an L this week. Number three set of the week is Mac Jones versus the Indianapolis Colts, second best team against quarterbacks over the last five weeks. How about that? The one and two going against each other. I expect this to be a lower scoring game than people expect. But the scoring that will be done will be mostly by the running backs. Um, definitely not a quarterback-heavy game. Number four of the week. I know Urban Meyer is gone, and he's fired. Thank the Lord, and thank everyone else to thank for Urban Meyer being gone. But Trevor Lawrence playing the Houston Texans, seventh most points given, seven least, seventh least points given up to quarterbacks over the last five weeks. Trevor Lawrence might not have Urban Meyer, but he has been painfully bad, and until he produces. When he does not have a great matchup this week, I'm going to be fading Trevor Lawrence. Hopefully he shows us that he is not a bust and that was privileged because of Urban Meyer, but we will wait and see what that looks like. My final sit of the week is a beware play. This is not a do not play this guy week. This is just saying, hey, although this quarterback is one of the best quarterbacks in all of football, I would just be a little scared of playing him. And there's some certain guys that I would play over him this week. And that's Josh Allen versus the Carolina Panthers, third best team against, against quarterbacks over the last five weeks. Beware. But – Going back to Trevor Lawrence and the running backs, it's time for James Robinson to be unleashed. He is my running back start of the week this week. No Urban Meyer. I expect much better usage for James Robinson. Playing the Houston Texans that Rashad Penny just gashed for 26 fantasy points, third most points given up to running backs over the last five weeks. James Robinson is about to show us why he is a really good player. Another sneaky play this week, Chubba Hubbard, who was splitting snaps to the Mirror Abdullah, but... Buffalo does not look like a good matchup on paper, but again, that's why we do this. Fourth most points given up to running backs over the last five weeks. They've been very had a very tough time against running backs, and Chubba Hubbard, I think, will have a very nice week against the Bills. Another guy that's going to have a nice week is Deontay Foreman versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers, good defense. Two things that make sense in a sentence. Good Steelers, bad run defense. Usually not a sentence, but Steelers have given up the single most points to running backs over the last five weeks. That is going to benefit Deontay Foreman, who has been the number one running back for the Texans. Sorry, sorry, for the Titans, excuse me. It's not Hilliard. It's not McNichols. Derrick Henry's not due back until week 18 of the playoffs. Deontay Foreman playing the Steelers. Very nice matchup this week. Expect big things. Another guy who's to start this week is Sony Michelle versus the Seattle Seahawks. Fourth most points given up to running backs over the last five weeks. I know Sony Michelle is not the, the greatest running back in the earth and I know Daryl Henderson might be back but Sony Michelle's played very well over the last couple weeks he didn't score a touchdown last week but he ran for some good yardage especially in the first half but Seattle a very Swiss cheese run defense with Daryl Henderson without him I think Sony Michelle has been the best back in the system and I think they're going to give him the lead back duties that is my hot take my final running back start of the week this could change and I would keep an eye on this but right now it's Malcolm Brown versus the New York Jets Sixth most points given up to running backs over the last five weeks. Most points given up to running backs over the course of the season. Malcolm Brown looks like he's going to be the starter for the Dolphins, but there's still a chance that, you know, Miles Gaskin or Philip Lindsay or Salvon Ahmed, all these guys that should be starting could be the starting running back. But Malcolm Brown could be a very sneaky start this week. Um, he's been practicing, coming off IR. I know it's been a couple games, but every running back against the Jets has been very, very nice. And Malcolm Brown will continue to do that if he's the starter. Keep an eye on who it is. But right now, it seems like it's going to be Malcolm Brown. And if that is the case, fire him up. Staying in that same game, going to the running back sits, Michael Carter 
playing the Dolphins. Very, very tough against running backs the last five weeks. Second best team versus running backs. Not 100% sure Michael Carter plays, but he was activated to be able to practice. Miami, second toughest team against running backs over the last five weeks. Michael Carter's missed a few games. I wouldn't fire him up as the clear 1A starter, getting enough touches to be very fantasy relevant just yet. I'd hold him out for a week if he plays. Number two of the week, Devontae Freeman versus the Green Bay Packers. Sixth best team against running backs over the last five weeks. Lamar Jackson, we're not sure if he's going to play. It seems like he is, but if he doesn't, that hurts Freeman a little bit. But either way, Packers are a tough defense. Freeman has been the guy for Baltimore, and you might have to fire him up. But tough matchup this week. I would rather play someone like Sony Michelle, Deontay Foreman, James Robinson easily. Number three seed of the week, Miles Sanders versus the Washington football team. He was the workhorse, but it seems like Jordan Howard just might be back. But Washington football team, eighth best team against running backs over the last five weeks. They've been very nice. Miles Sanders coming off two ankle injuries in two consecutive games and an ankle injury earlier in the season. Those ankles, man, got to get them fixed. Not a good week for him against the Washington football team. Eighth best against running backs over the last five weeks. We're not sure if Jalen Hurts is going to be playing. Miles Sanders is a fade for me if you can help it. Number four set of the week, Aaron Jones versus the Baltimore Ravens. He's been outtouched by A.J. Dillon in five out of the last six games, I think off the top of my head. He's a beware play for me. It's not a don't play him, but it worries me. Baltimore, toughest team over the last five weeks against running backs. Aaron Jones been out outtouched by A.J. Dillon last week pretty significantly. I get lead or not a lead. Either way, Aaron Jones is the most explosive back, and you're probably going to have to play him. But if you can help it, just beware with Aaron Jones. That's all I'm saying here. My final set of the week, going back to the Philly-Washington football team game, Antonio Gibson is also a beware play for me this week. Again, beware plays are not sit these people. It's just, hey, beware. I say it all the time. Just be careful with them. And Antonio Gibson versus the Eagles, fifth best team against the running backs over the last five weeks, especially with TJ Edwards, middle linebacker, being added to the fray. Alex Singleton, a tackle machine. They've been tougher against running backs. Beware of Antonio Gibson this week. And on to the wide receivers, led off by my boy, Finally, coming out of the doghouse to put up some numbers, Brandon Ayuk. First, the Atlanta Falcons, third best team, third most points allowed to wide receivers over the last five weeks. Brandon Ayuk, a season-high 11 targets and a game-winning touchdown last week. Atlanta, as good of a matchup as he could ask for. Big things from Brandon Ayuk. Debo Samuel has not been getting the targets. He's playing more at running back. Ayuk is benefiting that, have, benefiting from that heavily, even with George Kittle looking like the greatest tight end ever to live over the last two weeks. Number two start of the week, Darnell Mooney versus the Minnesota Vikings. Most points given up to wide receivers over the last five weeks, giving up 39.9 points a game to wide receivers, which is five more points than any other team to wide receivers over the last five weeks. That's like an extra 12% from the second most points given up. That is a huge number. Darnell Mooney is a start. Should it be Allen Robinson? Probably, but Allen Robinson has still yet to score 10 points in a game this season, and we are going into week 15. Two more weeks left in fantasy after this. Allen Robinson, can't trust him. Again, if this is the week he hits 10 points, hats off to him. Yay, Allen Robinson being a third-round pick and scoring 10 points in week 15. But Darnell Mooney has been the wide receiver one for this team, and I expect him to continue to do so this week. He is a start for me. Another sneaky start this week, Rashad Bateman versus the Green Bay Packers. Bateman coming off his best game of the season, getting over 100 receiving yards, playing the Packers. Second 
worst team against wide receivers over the last five weeks. They've given up a lot of points, and they've given up at least 10 fantasy points to the wide receiver one and wide receiver two on the respective teams they've played each of the last three weeks. Rashad Bateman fits that description. Expect big things. Another start of the week, Russell Gage, been very nice over the last five games or so. Playing the 49ers, fourth most points given up to wide receivers over the last five weeks. Russell Gage, a very nice play this week. And finally, we have Michael Gallup versus the New York Giants, giving up one of the top 10 most teams and giving up points to wide receivers this season. Michael Gallup has put up good numbers with CeeDee Lamb, with Amari Cooper. Gallup has been really nice, extremely talented wide receiver. I hope he finds a nice home where he could be a wide receiver one next year. He is very, very interesting. And moving on to our wide receiver sits, and this is not a beware play. This is a sit play, and it's Terry McLaurin. I would be sitting him this week, even if he plays coming off the concussion. Playing the Eagles, sixth best team against wide receivers. But Terry McLaurin, in eight out of his last 10 games, has been held under 10 fantasy points. That is a real stat. Look it up. Again, less than 10 points in eight out of 10 games. I know the potential of Terry McLaurin. I know he's an amazing player, but the quarterback play has just been too rough. Whether Logan Thomas and Curtis Samuel are playing well or not, it just has not been good for Taylor. I mean, sorry, for Terry McLaurin, especially because of how bad Taylor Heineke's been. I'd be sitting Mr. McLaurin this week, especially when we don't know what his role is coming like, coming off the concussion, assuming that he is able to play. Number two said the week is Robbie Anderson. I know Tredavious White's out, and they could be a sneaky play, but Buffalo has still been a top three team against wide receivers the last five weeks. It seems like DJ Moore could miss this game, but it's looking more and more likely like he could play. But Robbie Anderson, either way, is a sit for me coming off his best game of the season. Number three sit of the week this week, going back to the New England Indy game. Jacoby Myers, first the Indianapolis Colts, second best team against wide receivers over the last five weeks. Tough matchup for Jacoby Myers. Number four sit of the week is Jamison Crowder, the only wide receiver for the Jets. Playing the Miami Dolphins, third best team against wide receivers over the last five weeks. Crowder, uh, I really want him to be great, and I really want to be able to start him in what looks like a nice matchup on paper, but Miami has been a lot tougher against wide receivers lately, and I'd be fading him this week versus the Dolphins. And my final set of the week is a beware play, and that is Michael Pittman. First, the New England Patriots, number one team against wide receivers. Beware. Michael Pittman probably has to be in your lineup. I'm just saying, beware. I don't think it's going to be Michael Pittman's week. Bill Belichick and the Patriots do a great job of taking away the team's other teams' top weapons and forcing other players to beat you. Michael Pittman fits that description. I'd be fading him a little bit this week. And as we get into our final little stretch here with our tight end starts, led by Zach Ertz versus the Detroit Lions, DeAndre Hopkins will be out for the next few weeks. Zach Ertz playing the Lions. Fifth most points given up to tight ends over the last five weeks. No Hopkins. Ertz had led the team in receiving going into the last game against the Rams. A nice matchup against Detroit. No Hopkins. All arrows pointing up for Zach Ertz. Number two set of the week is Ricky Seals-Jones versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Fourth most points given up to tight ends over the last five weeks. Single most points given up to tight end over the entire season. Ricky Seals-Jones. Six-plus targets in three out of his four starts before this last game coming off injury. I expect a big bounce-back game this week. Number three said start of the week is Mike Gusecki versus the New York Jets. Seventh most points given up to tight ends. No Jalen Waddle. I mean, seventh most over the last five weeks. No Jalen Waddle. This is going to be a Mike Gusecki week. Four start of the week. 
Foster Moreau versus the Cleveland Browns. Third most points given up to tight ends over the last five weeks. Darren Waller is not expected to play. Foster Moreau has not been good, but this is as good of a matchup as he can get versus the Browns. I expect that he's actually going to finally produce a game as Darren Waller's backup. I know people have been streaming him, but this is the week where he's going to play well. And the final guy on this list is a guy that I was very excited about coming into the season, but has not been very exciting in the season, but has the best matchup over the entire last five weeks, and that is Noah Fant. Noah Fant has given up, sorry, excuse me, the Cincinnati Bengals have given up the single most points to tight ends over the last five weeks. That benefits Noah Fant very greatly. Noah Fant, a very nice play this week. And on to our last five players with the tight end sits, led off by Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts has played 13 games this year. In those 13 games, He has hit 10 fantasy points and half PPR in just two of them. And it was back-to-back games in week five and seven following the bye. Since the bye, his points go to 7.7, 8, 4.4, 3.6, 6.8, 8.6. Now he's playing against the San Francisco 49ers, who are the fourth toughest team against against tight ends this season, second toughest team against tight ends over the last five weeks, not a great week for Kyle Pitts. Number two seed of the week, Dallas Goddard versus the Washington football team. Seventh most points, seventh least points allowed to tight ends over the last five weeks. Not a great matchup for Dallas Goddard. Number three seed of the week, Gerald Everett versus the Los Angeles Rams. I know that Tyler Lockett's out, and that means better things for Gerald Everett, but Rams, eighth toughest team against tight ends over the last five weeks. And Gerald Everett, although he's caught a couple touchdowns you know, here and there, Really has not been what people had hoped for him going to the Seahawks. He did have a touchdown last week, but he has yet to exceed 40 yards in each of the last four games. I'd be fading Gerald Everett this week. And my final sit of the week, have to mention him, Anthony Ferkser versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, single best team against tight ends over the last five weeks. And my final beware play, as I mentioned at the top of the show, was TJ Hawkinson versus the Cardinals, but TJ Hawkinson is now out. For the rest of the season, hopefully Swift will be back, but Hawkinson not back for the season. Hopefully you find a replacement, grab a Mike Gusecki, Ricky Seals-Jones, or Zach Ertz if they happen to be out there. But our final set of the week is Mark Andrews is a beware play. I know you got to start Andrews. He's going to be in your lineup. He just passed Travis Kelsey in points. I'm just saying beware on Andrews. Green Bay has been a top five team against tight ends over the last five weeks. Just be careful. That is all we were talking about, but that is it. So thank you so much, as always, for listening to the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. We have two more weekly takeaways and waiver episodes after this and two final start, sit, play, start, sit, best weekly plays episodes coming out for the season. And then we are doing a season finale award show for the Fantasy Football Awards of 2021 fantasy season. But... Thank you so much, as always, from the bottom of my heart for listening to the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. Your support means the absolute world to me. And the fact that people are still listening to my silly voice through 71 episodes means the world to me. So you, the listener at home, wherever you're doing right now, whether you're mowing the lawn or petting your dog or you know doing whatever you got to do, I sincerely appreciate you. And I hope that you are enjoying your holidays. But that being said, please watch Spider-Man. Please start Zach Ertz. And thank you so much for listening to the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. And as always, please leave a review. You guys already know what to do. And I hope you all have a great rest of your day.